0: All right, so I want to put an uh, exclamation point on the series we've been doing this summer, and we've been reading. Um, Paul writes this letter to the the churches of the region of Galatia, and it makes its way into our Bible, and uh, we call it the Book of Galatians. And it's it's really a letter about Paul, or from Paul to these churches. And the, it's these gatherings of people. And he's given them what he's called the good news. Um, the good news about Christ. And then some people came after him. And they're, they're Paul's religion, Jesus' religion, and the people after him, their religion was Judaism. And Paul gives them this message, this good, good, wonderful message about Christ. And the people come behind him and they say, Well... We need to tell you a little bit more about that because, actually, um, you need to follow all of these rules and you need to uh, obey the law, as they called it, the law, and uh, which would have been their scriptures. And specifically on this one area of circumcision, basically they're saying, if you don't follow this rule, you're out. Paul's furious, he writes this letter, and he's trying to help them see how... They can let go of the law. They can let go of a religious system, and they can follow the Spirit. And um, and the Spirit makes you free. And how many of you have been here for the series this summer? You're like getting it. How many just walked in? You're in the wrong place. I was looking for a coffee. So if you've been here this summer, this is important. So I called the series, How to Be Spiritual Without Being Religious. Now, for some of you, that word spiritual is a bad phrase um, that's new and it's too loose and it means you don't have any morals or anything like that. And, but listen, this is a phrase... That Paul uses in Galatians. He says, you who are spiritual, Galatians 6. You who are spiritual. And he says, spirit led. Keep in step with the spirit. So the idea, the big idea, here's the big idea. That it's driven here. It's driven here because God puts his spirit in us. So you follow here, not here. Now, as soon... As you take away a law, some of you get nervous. You get right away, you go, yeah, but they're going to get away with this and they're going to get away with that. And here, listen, who are you always worried about abusing freedom? Somebody else. You're not worried about you. You got it. No, no, I got it. I get it. I'm just worried about other people. But let me, let me say it this way. Paul knew, woke up to the idea that the law doesn't actually work to prevent you from something so think of it this way paul wrote he goes i wouldn't have even thought of coveting if the law didn't say don't covet that's the 10th commandment if you need to brush up on them, he goes i wouldn't so if you ever tell somebody you can't do what this what's the first thing they start thinking about doing this particular right I was listening to a guy this week talk about um, chaperones, and I, I, have to, I have to do research because I don't know. I didn't research to find out how true this is, but this is his story or claim. He said a chaperone in the early days was there to create love between two people. We always think of a chaperone as the person that, what, sits between them and prevents love, right? And And they said, no, this is actually what it was. He said they would put a chaperone there because the whole time, right, the two lovebirds are thinking about the things they could be doing if the chaperone was not there. None of you think that way. I understand. This is just out there thinking, right? In other words, the minute you prevent something, you create desire for something. Think about this you prohibit something you immediately create a what desire for it and so paul this is genius this is genius paul doing this and he saw this and he goes this isn't working christ came to show us a completely different way of doing this which is not a law-based rule-based thing but it's driven by what The Spirit. So God gives the Spirit of Christ in us, and we follow. Now, if you're getting it, your language starts changing. If you aren't getting it, you have old language. Here's old language. Chris, what do I have to do? What am I required to do? What will get me quote into this field is what will get me into heaven or into the church or make God happy. And you don't when you get it, you don't talk about this is what's required, this is what's demanded. This the language is completely different. It's what what would be loving, what would be helpful, what would be caring, what would be in this situation compassionate. In fact, this is exactly what Paul wrote in Corinthians, and he he wrote, he said, everything is permissible for me. This is actually a Bible verse. Think about that. This is a Bible verse. Everything is permissible for me. I can do anything I want. Anything? Everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Isn't it true? Not everything is what? benefit. I'm free, but I. This isn't so. This is where, when you're raising a child, and they get to a certain age, and they want to stop listening to you. I know it doesn't happen in your house, but they want to stop listening to you. You have to transition from law, from have to, to you know what. You're going to want to think about what's going to be the most what beneficial. What's going to help you? What's going to help you get through college? What's going to help you pass that test? What's going to help you achieve your goals in life? And then you start to make decisions based on what you know here rather than the rules that are put out here. So Paul writes this. Galatians 3, he says, All who rely on the works of the law are under a... What's the word? curse. That's strong language, isn't it? He's like, if you're depending saying, I'm going to follow this rule and I'm going to follow that rule. And this is my ticket. This is my guarantee. This is my system. He goes, this, everybody that follows that is under a curse. Why? Because you perpetuate the constant idea that you're never, you're, you're, you're never arriving. You're never good enough. Right. And you're bound to fail. How many of you have ever got this in your head? Say, I am not going to eat any more carbs. It's a new... Come on. You you made a new law for yourself. Put your hand up and confess right now in church. Now, I'm going to give you another chance. Now, how many have eaten a carb since then? How many just threw the whole thing out? How many of you got so frustrated with yourself that you went overboard and just ate chocolate cake out of... Why? Because you were under, you, you, you literally were under this, you, you hexed yourself, right? You cursed, you, you, that doesn't work. You need something else. So to say, I am not going to do this, or it's prohibited this, all it does is intensify your desire for it. Paul wrote about this. He goes, that doesn't actually fix it. But what does change us, he writes later, to redeem those, right, to redeem those under the law. Now listen, many of you, you grew up under a law system. Theirs was uh, Judaism law. You, many of you grew up under a Christian law system. They use words like grace and faith, but the bottom line was still the law. The bottom line was, you, these people are in and these people are out. And, they, and so they, they have some of the language, but the practices were all requirements and who's in and who's out. He goes, so Christ came to redeem people that were under the law and, and, so, and to invite us into sonship. In, in other words, we're adopted, right? And it says this, and because we are his sons... Because we are his sons, this is something special. God put his spirit into our hearts. God put his spirit into our hearts. So the idea of following God is now not about laws, not about rules, but about what? Spirit. About following the spirit. And that's what he writes in Galatians. Just keep in step with the spirit. Follow the spirit. Now, I'm giving you objectors one more chance because I know you're here and you're going, yes, but, yes, but. You're just, you're just going crazy right now. Yes, but, right? You can't handle it. You just want to come up here and take the microphone and say, yes, but. And I'm telling you, there is no but. It is you, Paul goes, you are free. Christ goes, you are free. You are not under that system whatsoever. And what you don't trust, you that are so anxious right now, listen to me, listen. You don't trust the work of God's Spirit. That's it. You just don't think that the Spirit of God is able. You need to let yourself trust the work of God's Spirit. The work of God's Spirit can speak to you at any time, in any place, in any given situation. You can be anywhere, on the planet, in church, out of church, anywhere, and the Spirit of God says, uh, Chris, mm, over this way a little bit. Uh, no, use this tone of voice. Does the scripture talk about tone of voice? Does the scripture talk... No, it, it can't. There aren't enough laws. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There aren't enough laws. They can't make enough laws. But the Spirit of God can go bring your voice down a little bit. Can you say that, sweeter? Uh, can you actually not say that all... That, can you actually not even say that, even though it's true? Who's that? That's the spirit. That's the whisper. That's the still, listen to you, the still, small voice that's getting us all to do the loving thing. That's moving us all towards the law of Christ, which is love. The fruit of this, listen to me, please. <laughs> the, the guy that was talking about this chaperone and... He goes, what a gift. <laughs> okay, careful, Chris. All right. <laughs> what a gift. This is, I didn't say this. I'm telling you what someone else said, okay? He goes, what a gift. The Why Wait. You, anybody heard of the Why Wait campaign? Some of you may have served on it. I know someone that led a champion for the Why Wait campaign, which is telling two kids not to have sex until they're married, and they sign this pledge card, and they have these whole campaigns. And by the end of the thing, the kids are like raving mad, ready to... They have statistics it doesn't work they have statistics it doesn't work it creates what it creates a desire right so the guy was like if you want to, if you want to like do away with it you got to become like a hippie mom or hippie dad and you just talk to him about so did you touch her hair did you kiss her did you put your tongue in it? And like and you're gonna get way into it and then they're like dad you're so weird you know what i mean like Think about it though. When you know it's forbidden, it's 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 taboo. It's the the thing that it does. Then all of a sudden, it awakens in something inside of people. There's a new. This is revolutionary. What Paul and Jesus taught, and th- it was revolutionary. But people keep wanting to what? Pull it backward. Pull it backward. We want law. Why? Because we don't trust. We don't trust the work of God's Spirit. How many people in this room, I'm closing my eyes so you don't have to feel bad, have ever known a law and willingly broke it? <laughs> I, everybody. It doesn't change. And, and you say, Chris, you're, you're talking about a lawless system. No, I want to tell, tell you what Paul tells us it actually produces. Ready? The fruit... He says, of this new way, the fruit is this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. There's no law against these things. In other words, certain. How do you you make legal being gentle? I mean, it would take manuals of laws. But who makes you gentle? God's Spirit. Listen to me. Sometimes you don't even know. This is important because some of you don't realize it's God's Spirit that's making you gentle. Some of you think it's this big revelation where I hear this voice and you're about to be mean and it's gentle. No, it's just when you're kind to a dog... When you're gentle with a child, when you want to get upset and you choose to be, that's God's spirit. We're, that's what that is. All Paul's saying is he goes, tap into that. Tap into what God has planted on the inside of you like a seed. What? Think about this. How many would love, if you can put that verse back up for a minute, I, to, I want to ask you something. The fruit of the spirit. How many would love if you'd say, our world, our planet was full of love and joy and peace. Just the first three. Just the big three. Love, joy. Our world, our planet was full of love, joy, and peace. What if I told you I had a happy pill? A love, joy, and peace pill that turned people into loving, joy, happy. What if I said, there's no side effects? You you wouldn't believe me, but if it was such a thing, you'd say, you could take this pill and it changes you. You'd say, yeah. Instead of thinking of laws and religion and all these things changing people, friends, it's been a long time. We would have had the, the laws, the religion, it would have. But what changes people is. We change from the inside when we receive when God's Spirit is working in us, and as Paul said, we keep in step with that. Now, let me ask you another question: Have any of you ever got out of step with the Spirit? Yeah, not the law, the Spirit. We're here. You're like, mm, no, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't do. Don't go with anybody. And boy, that goes really sideways quickly. And it's God pulling you back. So at the end of the letter, the sixth chapter, Paul says this. He knows that the people like you that are here that are upset like, no, 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 that's too much freedom. It can't be that way. He goes, look, look, don't use your freedom to self-indulge. Don't use your freedom to just... Do your own selfish things, but use this freedom that God's given you to instead serve others. And he throws something out there. He goes, bear each other's burdens. This 6-2, Galatians two, bear each other's burdens, and in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. To summarize it, think about this. The way to think about it is this. When you and I take up someone else's burden, then we're fulfilling the law of Christ. Since our students just came back from Haiti, they get it. When you are taking on someone else's burden, just, just, just think about it for a minute. What did a person do what did a person do to deserve to be born in Haiti? What did a person do to deserve to grow up in an impoverished country? They didn't do anything. They just were. They were given a burden, a, a financial burden, a burden of poverty, right? Other people have emotional burdens. Other people have different kinds of burdens. And But what they did is they said, you know what, I want to help carry... I want to help, I mean, it was minimal, it was a week, it wasn't like they'd give, it. but when you do that, and you know the feeling too, when you've gone to help somebody, you weren't required to help. It could have been somebody down the hallway in your office, it could have been someone in your neighborhood, it could be a total stranger with a, with a broken down car, but when you make their burden your burden, that's when you are fulfilling it. So don't be nervous. Embrace this with all of your heart and say this. If we all had the spirit of Christ, we would all go around making someone else's burden, what? Our burden. Think of it this way. You ever pass somebody on the freeway that's got a broken down car? Anybody? You ever stop to help? How many of you have ever been the guy with the broken down car? Some of you' are like, "This guys over like doing the roller coaster yeah, I yeah when you 're the guy with the broken down car i 've been both. anybody been both once you 've been the guy with the broken down car it 's easier to be the guy that what that, that stops to help if you 've never been the guy with the broken down car, you don 't quite have the same amount of compassion for the guy. By the way, when, when, when I was the guy with the broken down car, I was always also the guy that didn't have AAA, just so that you know. Because some of you, no, no, some of you are lived in such a bubble your whole life. You're like, well, you just call AAA, dummy. You're like, well, A, I don't have AAA, and B, I don't have a cell phone. You, you have to have been there. No, no, some of you are just so bubbled. Ready? Some of you are so bubbled. God bless you and your bubble, right? God love you. But you're so bubbled that you don't know. You have no concept of carrying someone else's burden because you've never experienced that. But what somehow the Spirit of God does is it always coaches us, it coaxes us to the person with the burden, to the person with the trouble, to the person with the problem. And we somehow find ourselves merging over to them and making their burden our burden. So if you got the message this summer, if you got Galatians, here's what you got. The law never did change anybody. The law was just a guardian. The law just got us to a certain age in life, a certain stage in life. It's time for graduate-level Christianity for some of you. For some of you can I tell you something? I can't tell you everything I want to tell you. I can't. You have to ask me after service because some of you aren't ready for it. You aren't. You just aren't. Have you ever, had, you ever had a conversation with a family and they look at the two young ones and you're like, you guys get out of the room. And they're like, why? You're like, just get out of the room. Anybody? You're not ready for the truth. Some of you, you just can't handle it. But if you got anything, here's what you got. You are not under the law. That's in there. You're not under the law. It's just not over you. You're, you follow the Spirit. But if you're really getting it, if you're really following the Spirit, it's making you a more loving, happy, patient... Oh, patient. Can you make a law against being impatient, please? No impatient attitudes in the line at Meijer. doesn't work. Does, it, does anybody, does anybody like you, does anybody shop like me? Like I'm in my car and I am just scanning, looking for a quicker lane. I, anybody, like the whole time I'm looking. Oh, oh, no, this guy's slow. I know this guy's slow, right? The other day I was at Costco, right? And I had a slow, I could tell I had a slow checker outer. I just had a slow, I just uh, it's time to move lanes. And guess what happened when I moved lanes? Huh? This guy's, I got this young, like bah, 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 with a fast finger. As soon as I got there, he takes break i break. Has anybody ever done this? How many times are you going to shift lanes at, at Costco, right? It's embarrassing after a while. There's like a lot of people watching me. Patience. You, 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 but what happens? You say, well, no, that's just certain people are born that way. No, 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 no. They, they tap into the spirit. They tap in. And God starts to make you a more patient person. You get in sync. You get in rhythm with God. And so if you're getting it, love and joy and peace and patience, all these things just start flowing in your life. They just flow naturally. Think about this as we close our service and we close our series. If it all ends with us carrying each other's burdens, not because we have to, because there's nothing else to do. You don't pull over the side of the road and think, well, I have to do this, i got to do my duty. Think, oh my goodness, this person. Anybody that's broken on the side of any road, an emotional road, a spiritual road you know or a physical road when you pull over it's because you want to not because you have to my prayer today is for all of us to be literally as the scripture talk about baptized dunked submersed immersed in God's spirit immersed and so that he starts to win over and this is what Paul said in Galatians two twenty, I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The the creme de la creme, the the, the piece, de resistance, the resistance, the the apex of it all is a. He goes, I, I I just don't live. It's like it's like something's taking over. Hmm. You ever watch Michael Jordan play basketball? Huh? Do you ever see him? You you know the game I'm talking about. You know the game. He just goes to the. I don't know. I'm possessed. He looks at the camera and he's like, I'm possessed. I can't miss anything. Some of you have ever been in the zone? You know what I'm talking about? I no longer live. Christ lives in me. I would normally have just told that person off. I would have normally. And something's changing me. How many want to change? No, how many want to just be old and crotchety and religious and right, right? Some of you just want to be crotchety and right all the time. No, I want to change. I mean, I would, that's, I tell you honestly, I'm not always patient, but man, I, I, I just, I, I, but I don't have enough systems to, in place. You know, apps on my phone, I can't get there. I, it just needs to bubble. It just needs to flow. And I know when I'm tapping in and I know when I'm tapping out. Tap into the spirit and let him, Paul says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me.